The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, good day to all of you. Again, it's very sunny in California. Beautiful day. I'm talking to you from Santa Barbara, California. God's country, you know. Unfortunately, Moses was stuttering. He could not speak straight. So God really did not tell him to go to Canaan. By the way, this is a joke. Don't take it seriously. He really told him to go to California, but he, because he was stuttering, he said, let's go to Ka-Ka-Ka-Ka-Nandia-Ka-Ka, and we ended up to end in Canaan instead of California. Anyway, it's a beautiful day here, beautiful weather, and sunshine, and wherever you are, I hope you're enjoying your own weather as well. What we are going to talk about now is a very, very, very important subject. And what is it? We already covered in quite a few broadcasts in the past that diversity is necessary for making good decisions over time. We complement each other. We complement each other. Together with our differences, we are stronger as a totality. In order to implement decisions, we need commonality of interest. So pay, pay attention to the duality here. You need diversity in styles and commonality of interests. That's a good marriage, by the way. We are different, but we have common interests. The children, the family. What you don't want is similarity of styles and differences of interest. That's going to be a disaster. We are different, but united. United differences, united by our common interests. But we know that styles can be, because they're different, can be destructive. We don't understand each other. We see the world differently. And it's painful, you know, because we, we miscommunicate. Let me give you some examples of the miscommunication, how differences in style can be creating miscommunication in a, in a destructive environment. Type A, the bureaucrat, usually looks at the present from the past. But by the way, you know, present is a split-second interval between the past and the future. So they look at the present as a continuation of the past. When you ask a bureaucrat, the A style, what's the problem? What is the problem? Focusing on the present. 
they will start describing to you what happened, how it started, what are the roots of the problem, and let me tell you what happened, then what happened, and then what happened. As if by understanding the history of the problem, you understand the problem. You talk to an E, the Alessonist style, and ask him what the problem. And they're going to start talking about the future. We are not moving fast enough. There is an opportunity we are going to be missing. We are missing the wind of opportunity. We are dragging our feet. That is what the problem is. Ted Turner with the big E said, all I remember is tomorrow. Classical E, classical arsonist. All I remember is tomorrow. Do you realize that? They don't remember the past. The past is irrelevant. And A, don't have a tomorrow. Don't have a past. So they're like moving trains in the middle of the night, passing each other. The E talks about the future, the A talks about the past. Drives you nuts. They don't understand each other. E does not care about the past. And the E says, the A says, if you don't understand the past, how can you deal with the future? And the E says, the past is dead, sunk cost, the hell with it. Let's look at the opportunities. And an A does not see opportunities, sees only threats. Where is the problem? And the E does not see the threats, only sees opportunities. And the P is upset with both of them. Guys, stop the fight. What do we need to do now? Let's go and do it. Stop this nonsense. Let's go and do it. And an I, a fish, you know, floating around. Come on, guys, we should really talk to each other, understand each other. Why don't you listen and calm down and be more sensitive to each other's needs, you know, all that nonsense, you know, I. We are different. There is another difference, which is classical. I must share this with you, because it happens in every marriage, by the way. Not every marriage. At least my marriage, let's put it that way. An E usually marries whom? An A. Let's assume that the E is a man and the A is a wife. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be upside down. But nevertheless, let's in this specific case, the E comes home and says to his wife, Honey, I'm exhausted. This is ridiculous. We need to go on vacation. He says, Do you really mean it? He says, Yeah. The moment she hears the word yes, she assumes it is yes. A's take things literally. You said yes, it means yes. The moment she says yes, what is she going to do now? Do I have the right suitcase? Where are we going to go? Do we have the right clothes? Who is going to water the plants where we are gone? Who will take care of the dog? I mean, she's doing preparations. He comes home and says, what the hell are you doing? He says, aren't we going on vacation? So what vacation? Do you know how much time, how much work I have? Where do I find the time? But you said yes. I didn't say yes. I said yes. There's a difference between yes and yes. Yes means uh, why not? It's a great idea. It's not a decision yet. A's take ideas as decisions, literally. E's do not take anything literally. Everything is a possibility. Why not? They're in the why not business. Why don't we go on vacation? Doesn't mean we are going on vacation. Why don't we go on vacation? That's why A's consider E's liars. I cannot trust you. I cannot understand you. You change your direction all the time. What is not a word? You are full of hot air. 
And he says on the A, you are bloody stupid, you know. Everything you, you everything is to be exactly the way you know you want it. You're a control freak. Nothing can be, I cannot talk because you take me literally and then I, it's a contract, you know, you take everything legally. We are different. We don't understand each other. I direct you to my book, Leading the Leaders, how to understand people that are different and what to do about it, which I don't have time here to cover in these sessions. But I strongly recommend to, not to read it, to study it, and read it multiple times. That is, it took me 30 years to write that book. Literally 30 years, A language, 30 years. I will watch it, how people interact, watch it when they make the mistakes, and what to do about it, and how to go about it. And I wrote that book. Every page is tips what to do with people that are different from you. Which will help in your marriage, help in your work, and help you with your neighbors, by the way. All right. So we need mutual respect to deal with differences of style. And mutual respect means to recognize the sovereignty, the undeniable right of the other party to think differently. And why would you do that? Why would you do that? Not because you're a nice person. You do that because you might learn something. You understand literature better by taking a course on comparative literature. You understand your own culture better by studying comparative cultures. Everything is through comparison. I learned more about management in America. I understood better American management by studying other management practices around the world. Then I could understand it better. You need comparison, differences. You learn from differences. You don't learn from similarities. Just imagine going to a lawyer and says, Mr. such and such, I have this and this and this problem. And here is what I'm thinking to do. What do you think? He says, you're going to say, what the hell am I paying you for? I'm paying you for you to find holes in my argument. In other words, tell me what not to do. Tell me how to do it differently. Enrich me with your disagreement. Whether it's a lawyer or whether it's an accountant. You will not work with a lawyer you don't respect. And whom would you respect? A lawyer you learn from. They explain to you things you don't know. They help you with making better judgments. You want respect. How about implementation? There is a conflict of interest. And if there is a conflict of interest, implementation is not going to work as efficiently. Somebody is going to drag his feet. Somebody is going to put sticks in the wheel and is going to stop the wheels from turning around. Somebody is going to undermine the implementation to sabotage it. Why? Because their interest is not in it. Or maybe they have a conflict of interest. If you do something, it's going to hurt them, so they're going to try to stop you. What is mere contribution for you is a total sacrifice for them, so they're not that excited to cooperate. What will make them cooperate in spite of the conflict of interest if there is trust. I trust you that by me sacrificing myself now, you will less reciprocate tomorrow. 
That's why it's give and take. Life is give and take. Successful relationships are give and take. And that's what happened, by the way, with Chrysler, when Yakoka was considered at that time to be the guru of management with his book. What did he do? He went to the unions and said, guys, I'll work for, it for an hour. For a, for, uh, not for an hour, sorry. I will work for one dollar. I want you to sacrifice two, so that we together build this company. And they sacrificed. And when the company succeeded, what did he do? He took millions, and what did they get to keep their jobs? What happened to the trust? Destroyed the trust. And when you destroy the trust, at the beginning of the end, when there is no more trust in your marriage, from there on it's a commentary. When people don't trust you in a company, you will not be promoted because they are not going to support you. What makes you a good executive is not what you know, it's what you are. Because what you know becomes obsolete very fast over time. What you are, can you command and grant respect and trust? Do you respect and trust your collaborators, your colleagues? Do they trust and respect you? If they don't trust and respect you, you will never get promoted more in a well-managed company. Because whoever is trying to promote is going to say, subordinates will not accept him. They don't, they don't trust him. They don't work with him. It's no good. What makes you a good executive? Parent, spouse, leader of a country. Do you command and grant respect and trust? It's your culture. Let me summarize it. The biggest asset of a company is not what it has, but what it is. It is its culture. And that's what you have to nourish and protect and build the most. How? After the break. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on amazon.com. 
Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. How do you build the culture of mutual trust and respect, which is the most important asset that a person can have, a company can have, or a country can have? What made America so successful is not the capitalist system. Come on, guys, give it all the credit. No. It's a culture of mutual trust and respect based in starting with the Constitution. Culture of fairness, live and let live. That is the essence from which the market economy and everything else flourished. And what makes countries unsuccessful is lack of mutual trust and respect. They kill each other all the time. We are more important than you are. We are better than you are. And the other says, no, it's not true. And what happens? Crime, mutual killing, undermining, it's also called poor country, rich people. Some people are very rich, the country is poor. The day of reckoning will come, it's only a question of time. It's already happening in the, what's called the Arab Spring. I'm not going to call it Arab Spring, I, I call it the Arab Fall. They're ready for the winter, I think. Well, how do you build that culture? How do you build that culture? Because good intentions and a quarter will buy you, you know, not much. Not much. I, I, I'm against all these preachers who are going, come on, guys, trust each other. Guys, you should respect each other. The word should, you know. It works for about 20 minutes. It's like Chinese meals. You know, after 20 minutes, you're hungry again. What is, how do you build that culture to be sustainable. Because it's all the time under threat, I would like you to know. Even if you build it, it's not sustainable. What is threatening is, it is change. The higher is the rate of change, the more vulnerable is trust and respect. Because it's being tested. Just imagine, change, more problems. We have to decide. Can we really respect each other to decide together? Oh, my God. And then trust. Oh, God. Every time we have to make a decision. Too many tests. Too frequent tests, you know. You go to an underdeveloped country like Albania. Take Albania. They used to. It's changing already because of the rate of change. To have something called BESA. BESA means the word. 
when an Albanian gave you his besa, he will die and not break it. He, uh, uh, literally, guys, I mean it literally. If you look at the history of my history, I was saved in the Second World War. As a Jew, I escaped to, with my family. I was a kid to Albania. How did we save ourselves? Some Albanians gave us their besa. They will, they will take us over the mountains from Macedonia, from where we were, into Albania. And they lived up to their besa. They gave us their besa. When an Albanian used to give you the besa, you can sleep. They will die and not break the besa. And come to Hollywood, and when somebody in Hollywood, one of these moguls tells you, trust me, this is exactly when you have to put your hands in your pocket and be very careful because it's, you're in danger of being exploited, taken advantage of. There is no trust. Why? High rate of change. The higher is the rate of change, the more legal documents, because there is no trust. The world is not good enough. So how do we build mutual trust and respect with an accelerated change? Because as a change happens, trust and respect are in danger, they decline, they disappear. So our role as managers and leaders of countries, as parents too, is to build respect and trust, which is the biggest asset a system can have. All the rest is a commentary. Well, let me share with you 40 years of experience. 44 years of experience. For 44 long years, I've been trying to break the code to find out how do you build this asset in a company. And I'm very, very proud and happy to boast. Yes, I'm boasting you. We succeeded with companies. 52 countries. We have offices in 10 countries, but we worked in 52 countries. Companies from startup all the way to the Fortune 50. Yes, we can create that culture. Measurable. And it's manifested in success. Companies have grown from $12 million to $2.5 billion in sales organically when the owner is still 100% owner of the companies. Or from 150 million to 4 billion, owner still 100% owner. So it was not through mergers and acquisitions and, you know, and, and dilution of ownership, which is nothing wrong with it, but I'm trying to tell you, you can build it organically. Why? Because no energy is wasted. All the energy goes outside. No energy is wasted inside on destructive conflicts. Testing methodology. 10 offices around the world, 52 countries, 44 years of experience. And companies working with this adhesive methodology, invariably, those that get elected by us, awarded the company of the year, or pursuit of prime price, become leaders of their industry, leaders of the country, and they get prizes, entrepreneur of the year, or whatever they get from the country or industry. It works. Tested. Like in medicine, it's called evidence-based theory. How do you do it? 
How do you do it? Some of my colleagues from the academic world, when they visit the companies that we are consulting to, they say, oh my God, there's a lot of conflict in your companies. Then they talk to the people and the people said, no, we don't have conflict. We just disagree and learn from each other. It's very constructive. They don't even realize, they don't call it conflict at all. Just a healthy disagreements from which they build the better decisions, which they implement in a hurry, no problem. Why? Because there's a commonality of interest. How do you do it? How do you do it? Well, let me make a long story short. Because the long story, to really know how to do it, I encourage you to come to the Jesus Graduate School and learn how to do it. There is a, we have courses, examinations, internships, supervised internships. It's a profession. It's like a medical profession, like a psychological healing treatment. It's a profession. It's not something you can read a book and just say, aha. By the way, you can learn from it by listening to this speech that I'm giving here or reading my books. You will get some insights. It will do much better, but it will be like listening to music and enjoying it and humming some tunes. But if you really want to play it very well, come and learn the notes. Learn all the steps. Learn the depth of it because it's more than just ideas. There's a methodology here. We have lots of manuals in detail detailed protocols of how to do this. All right, so what's the bottom line? There are four factors that will cause mutual trust and respect in a company. Or their absence will cause lack of mutual trust and respect in the company or declining mutual trust and respect in a company. What are those four factors? First factor. And I'm going to do it in Hebrew, go from the right to the left. But that means in English, it's a last factor, okay? I'm starting from the end, the fourth factor first. Why am I putting it last, but presenting it first? Because there is a bias in Western society, in today's management theory, and all the gurus, then put it first. And I'm telling you, it's not first, it's last. So what is this last one presented first? It's called people. Because today it's a fad. Get good people. Get good people. You know, Get people. Good people. No, 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 no. You need to get good people. But how often have you seen good people come to work for a badly managed company and get destroyed? Huh? It's like taking good meat, putting it in the grinder, and it comes out hamburgers. Good people, after one year, they become a hamburger. Destroyed. The system is not good. The people are good. What the diesel methodology tries to do in a company was Peter Schutz, my dear friend from Porsche, was the president of Porsche, says it's a system to take ordinary people to produce inordinary results rather than taking inordinary people that produce mediocre results. Because the system is not good. People is important, but not sufficient. So what kind of a people do you want? You want people that command and grant respect and trust. That's what you want. 
people that are commanding respect and trust, but also granting respect and trust. It's not easy to find those people. What makes a good executive, again, is not what you know. It's what you are. I had somebody from Australia here, one of my lectures. He's one of the top, 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 top transportation companies in Australia. He's the owner of the largest transportation company in Australia. And he came to me during the break. He said, Dr. Adises, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't have a high school diploma, but I have four doctorates. So really, how did you do it? I said, I hire them. Know how you can hire. It's cheap. To be. Ah, that's a different story. That's not easy. You cannot hire to be. You have to be. It's a good executive. Is not what you know. It's not what you have. It is what you are. And the same thing true for a spouse. Same thing is true for a leader of a country. So we need people that command and grant respect. And in my book you'll find out what are the characteristics that make them that way. They have very little ego. They can live with conflict. They learn from people, from anybody. They're open-minded. They're not afraid of conflict. They can identify strength in other people in characteristics in which are weak, which is very difficult, because you can identify strength only in things in which you are strong. To identify strength in something you are weak, <coughs> you can miss the boat there, etc., etc., etc. I encourage you to look at my books. People is important, not sufficient. As I said, the system might be bad. The ingredients are good, but the system is bad. What does the system mean? After the break. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. What else do you need in order to build mutual trust and respect, to build a mutually trust and respect culture in an organization, which is a most important asset a system can have? Like a country. That's what made America so successful. It's its culture of live and let live. Tolerance to diversity. Affirmative action, if you want. Freedom of expression. This is what made America successful. And when we lose that, we're going to lose our competitive advantage. With people, not good enough. What else do we need? The system to be right. It doesn't destroy the people. What does it mean, system? Well, you need a process. How can people that think differently, process information differently, whose style is different, but they need each other, how do they decide together? So-called collaborative management. How do they collaborate? They're making a better decision together rather than a worse decision together. There's a book called Victims of Think Tank. You have diversity, they cannot agree, they stymie each other, and they will end up making a worse decision than an individual would have made alone. Easily can happen. We want to make better decisions together rather than worse decisions together. We need for that a process. You know what that is? It is an analogy, so you will remember. In order to have a gourmet dish, first must have good ingredients. Let's assume it's fresh meat, good meat, high-grade meat, good olive, good vegetables, fresh vegetables, right off the garden. Okay? This is what's called good people. The ingredients are good. You know? You need that as a starting point. But it's not good enough. If you don't have a good recipe, you can burn the dish. All that meat will become a disaster. All the oil will be destroyed. All those vegetables are going to come in tasting like hell. So you need a recipe. How to cook those different ingredients correctly. And what does recipe mean? Look at this. It says start with the one that requires longer cooking. Then you add this. Then you whip that and you add it. What's happening? There is a system how it should be cooked together. Same thing with people. The P style moves very fast. The A style moves very slow. The E style usually skips everything, jumps all the way ahead, parachutes. So if you don't know how to cook the meeting, how to lead the meeting, how to lead those different styles to advance at the right speed 
at the right sequence, you're going to get a disaster. So you need process. How to make decisions together when the people process information differently at different speed with a different focus. By the way, it's a six and a half day course to learn how to do this. I encourage you to take this course. It's called the E2 course at this Institute. Yes, and you will learn how to lead meetings and how to get collaborative problem solving. How to do honest to goodness team problem solving and not committee management. Management by committee, which is a disaster. What's a management? But what's a camel, by the way? A horse designed by committee. Compromise, compromise, compromise. We started with a horse, we ended up with a camel. No, 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 no. We want to have a racing horse that we all agree on. And we are all supporting the decision, we are all behind the decision. How to do that? It's not simple. It takes six and a half days to learn the tools and lifetime to practice. Good enough? Not good enough. In order to have a gourmet dish, what else do you need? You need the good ingredients. Yep. You need a recipe. Yep. What else do you need? You need the hardware. You need the working oven. You need the working fire. You want the right dishes to cook in. Otherwise, it's not going to be the same. And what is it called in an organization? It's called structure. If the organizational structure is wrong, there is going to be a threat to mutual trust and respect. And let me give you what it means. Organizational structure means, has three parts to it, by the way, not one, three. Like the process, the recipe also has three parts to it. People has nine parts to it. I'm, I'm just kind of a surfing on the surface because of time. And also I want to encourage you to read uh, my books rather than just you know listen to this and believe you have it all. I want to encourage you to go deeper. Structure is three parts. How do you divide responsibilities? That's part of the structure, but it's not all. Usually people believe organization structure is that this organigram, this organization chart with boxes and lines, okay, we have a structure. That's only one third of it. What is the structure of authority? Where are decisions being made? Which does not show on the organization chart, by the way. But it's also very important. It's called the vertical structure. How do you divide responsibilities? It's the horizontal structure. The vertical structure is how do you divide responsibility, uh, sorry, authority up and down the chart? Is it too centralized, too decentralized? Where, where is authority to decide? And the last part of structure is the rewards. How do you divide rewards? And if the structure in any of these three components is wrong, there is going to be problems with respect and trust. Let's take some examples, all right, ready? The details again in my books. I call it the architecture. Here's a tip, guys, how the responsibility structure should be. Why is it important? Because like we say in English, good fences make for good neighbors. If the fences are bad, uh, we are crossing into each other's field and the beginning of the fight starts. The same thing is true for sports. 
in any participative sport, please realize there are roles. You're on the left, I'm on the right. He's in the front, he's in the back. People, players have their roles. American football, they have a role. This is a runner, this is a defender, this is quarterback, whatever it is. Soccer, you have the left wing, right wing, back, goalman, front. We need roles. And people have to know each other's role in order to play together. If you don't have a role, what's happening? Like little kids playing soccer. They're like the, 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 the what is it called? They don't together kick each other in the shins. They're not playing together because they don't have the roles clearly stated and, 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 and trained for. So we need a structure. It is some, a little tip. When I look at an organization chart, if I see a vice president for sales and marketing, I immediately see a problem. Jokingly, I say, how can you jump high when you have a broken hip? You have a broken hip, it doesn't work. The organization is going to be stymied. Whenever I see vice president for sales and marketing, I can tell you what's missing, almost for sure. There is really no marketing in that company. By the way, they have a department called cold marketing. I call them transvestites. They look like a woman. You take the pants off. Ah, it's a man. They're, 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 they're parading like a marketing department, but they're not performing the marketing function. They're performing a sales support function. How come? Because the structure is wrong. Sales is P-oriented. Has to be. Short-term result. Get the sales going. Sign on the purchase order. Where are the orders? Are the clients satisfied now? They are now oriented. Don't tell me about the future. Now. What have you done for me now? Marketing does not deal with the present. Marketing deals with the future. What's happening in the market in the future? How is the marketing changing? How are the needs changing? What does the market need in the future? The moment you put future and present together, which orientation will win necessarily? That's human nature. The present. The short term will push the long term out. So what does the marketing department do when it is under sales? It's called marketing, but what are they doing? Sales support. Little brochures, little, I don't know, ads, analyzing sales patterns, called marketing. They're not doing marketing. They're under the thumb of sales. Don't make waves. Help me achieve my short-term goals. The company is suffering from lack of innovation because the marketing department is weak. Organizations are like a powerboat. If the right engine is weak and the left engine is strong, we will be going to the right. Why? Because there is no balance between the powers. Sales is too strong, marketing is weak, short-term is strong, long-term is weak, organization is not innovating. Thank you very much. Structure determines behavior. There is another example how structure can be erroneous, and that's very important to know about after the break.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two-, four-, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Adesis Management Methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Here is another example how the structure can be wrong. The structure of responsibility. Never have an operations vice president who has under him or her production, manufacturing, and R&D, and product development, and technology. Why? Product development, technology, R&D are E roles. Entrepreneurial roles, long-term effectiveness roles that deal with the future, production, manufacturing, purchasing, uh, supply chain management is short-term oriented. It's now oriented. You put short and the long together and what are you going to get? You know what the engineering department does? It's called engineering. They're called new product development engineering, but they're working under a vice president for operations, for manufacturing. You know what they're really doing? Maintenance. It's called sustaining engineering. They're not doing new product development. They're taking old products and improving them, and it's called new product. Why? Because they cannot make waves. 
They're not developing the technology. The power is in the production side. Short term takes over long term. Also, I've been fighting for years, not successfully because I'm fighting very powerful people. They're called CFOs, Chief Financial Officers. Please don't put accounting and finance together. Finance, financial reporting analysis, treasury, banking relations, financial planning, it deals with the future. Accounting deals with the past to the present. You put them together and you don't know what's going on. That's what happened to Enron. I told Ken Lay, who died, or maybe committed suicide, who knows, from Enron. I told him, Ken, you have a problem. Don't put finance and accounting together. Called CFO. First of all, you lose control over the company. You don't know what's going on. They control everything. They have all the financial information in one place. You must have two points of view so you know what's going on. You wouldn't listen. The rest of history, you know what happened to Enron. Must split accounting from finance, please. Must split human resources development from human resources administration. You put development under together with administration. Administration wins because it's short-term oriented. And human resources development is weak by definition. Many HR managers are responsible for organizational change. I have new bad news for you. They are scared of organizational change because their A is undermining their E. And they are very frustrated. Those human resources managers are highly frustrated. They would like to make change, but they are scared of change. So the organization structure, I look at the organization structure. I see Vice President, Human Resources Development, Human Resources, CFO, Head of Operations, which has production and development. Sales and marketing together. You know what you get? I can tell you when you have a structure like that. It's called silos. And when you have silos, you as a CEO, you are a prisoner of your structure. Each one of them is controlling both the development and the maintenance, short-term and long-term of a certain subsystem, and you are out of the picture. You are a king but a nude king parading as if you are dressed in the most beautiful clothes. But you are nude. They are managing you. You are not managing them. You are in trouble. The organization is in trouble. And when the silence develops, the first victim is called innovation. Change. There will be very little change. Oh, let's hire a vice president, a senior managing manager in charge of strategic planning. Listen to me. You cannot make a submarine fly by appointing a pilot to look through the periscope. The poor guy. You want to see a guy with an ulcer, developing ulcer, high blood pressure? Look at the chief strategic planner in a big bureaucracy. Poor guy writing reports, making charts, all kind of tables. 
nothing happening. Why? The power structure is in silos. The power structure is short-term oriented. You cannot make a submarine fly by pointing a pilot to look through the periscope. So we need people that command and grant respect and trust. We need a predictable, systematized process, how to manage meetings so we can have collaborative decision-making, which has to be learned. It's not, a, it's not a good intention. I invite you again, six and a half days, of course. That's all you need. You need to have a structure of responsibility correctly divided. Then correctly divided authority. Not to centralize, not to decentralize. You have to decide which decisions are centralized, which decisions are decentralized. And when do you decentralize a company? You don't decentralize a young company. You will lose the whole thing. The whole thing will fall apart. When do you decentralize? When you don't decentralize? A whole lecture by itself, hopefully in the future, which I will deliver in this broadcast. Reward systems. We all talk about teamwork, collaboration, participation. We are together. But the rewards are individualized. Why do you expect teamwork when the rewards are individualized? There must be team rewards if you want teamwork. So the whole reward system is to be different or reinforcing the culture of mutual trust and respect. Reinforcing mutuality, reinforcing interdependence. And that's another course. Takes only four days, by the way, to learn it. Again, lifetime to practice it. Is it good enough? No. We want to have a gourmet dish. Gourmet dish, you have to have the ingredients to be good ingredients, fresh ingredients, high quality ingredients. You must have a recipe which has been tested and it's successful and nothing is missing there. All the information is precise so you can cook it right. That's why we have manuals in this methodology, how to manage meetings and you know what to do every 15 minutes. It's all prescribed in details. You have to have the right structure. That's the most difficult one to learn how to do. Most difficult, by the way. I call it brain surgery. That is very difficult. Oh. But it's the most important one. When you have a good structure and the right people in the right positions and a process for them to work together, oh my God. Oh. It is like getting a genie out of the bottle. The organization explodes with energy, by the way. Explodes with energy. But you need to have a direction because energy can be exploded and where are we going now? So that we need the fourth ingredient for mutual trust and respect. And it is common vision and values. Do we have a common vision? Do we have common values? Yes. Are we structured right? Yes. Do we have a process how to work right? Yes. Are we stuffed with the right people? Yes. Now you have it. Now you have it, guys. And that's the purpose of management. It's to create an environment in which the most desirable things will most probably happen. Don't tell them how to do it. Create an environment for them to do it. That's management. 
you should be responsible to make them responsible. You should hire motivated people and give them the tools to express their motivation and to build the company. You are in the culture building, nurturing and developing. That's the business you're in as a CEO, as a leader. And those four factors are all the time under threat because of change. People change. And as people change, the recipes don't always work. You have to improve them. Look for potential improvement points. We constantly learn how to do it better. The structure has to change because it's like children. You buy the pants, a year later they're underwear. Why? The kids outgrown the pants. The company has outgrown its structure. Vision and values. Uh, it's, you know, it's not precise. It's not a legal document. It has to, it's under test all the time. It has to be articulated. It has to be expressed. It has to be reinforced. How to do that? In future broadcast. Hope to hear from you too. Back. Thank you very much. This is Dr. Adizes closing this section of this broadcast. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adizes Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adizes. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.